You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Thule. And today we have a special guest. Uh, she's a fellow Aggie. Aggie hey, Pride. Hi. Well, I'll let her introduce herself. Okay. Hey, everyone. My name is Stephanie Walthour, um, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, as well as a certified sex therapist. And I am so excited to be here with these wonderful people. <laughs> Just once again, a fellow Aggie. So, yes. you know, that Hello in I the mean, building. I what freshman year, sophomore year? So we talking about two thousand one, two thousand two. Yes, I mean, that's long a time. long years long ago. Ass time. So you know? have you been in therapy with this friendship or no, oh. no, 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 no? I haven't been in therapy with this friendship. So nowhere near the bond that okay. you guys have. <laughs> um, but but just a special bond nonetheless. Um, and I'm so excited about the um, you guys' mission. And your values and the things that you're doing for couples. And I'm just excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Yes, very excited. So let's jump right in because since we started this podcast, we've been advocates for counseling. Mm -hmm. And I really want people to understand what counseling is because I think a lot of people in the black community Mm -hmm. are confused about what counseling is. They think is you go to a person and they tell you mm. what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. with your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's always like, oh, I don't need to go to therapy. Now, I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I know what to do. <laughs> well, if you did, you wouldn't have these damn problems. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's let's jump into therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Therapy just within itself is so beneficial. It is just talking. You know, we call it psychotherapy and it's just talking to someone. You know, I was listening to Ricky Smiley just the other day and it was one of my favorite therapists. Her name is Spirit and she's here based in Atlanta. And she said, if your therapist does not have a therapist, you need to get a new therapist. (laughs) Um, And it was like, yo, that's so dope. Let (laughs) me get on psychology today and find me a therapist, you know, because uh, being honest and being transparent, I have went to therapy before um we have went before as a married couple it's just beneficial and when i went to therapy we had to do it for my master's program before we can get our degrees and they said you need to know what it feels like to sit on the other side of that couch you need to check your own shit you know you need to have someone to be able to say why do you react the way that you do you know why do you have these certain type of attitudes and things of that nature and so a lot of times it's not that i have an issue you know but i just kind of need somebody to talk to besides my homegirls Right. You know, yeah. and so it's somebody that doesn't know you, that's unbiased, and that you can just chat with, you know. And so that's the first level of therapy that I like to talk about and mm-hmm. I like to introduce. I'm um, just having someone, I mean, you guys, we're stressed. We're at work every day. We have these kids. We have, you know, mama that's getting on our nerves, husbands that's, you know, just I don't know how to deal with. And we can't control any of that, but we can control ourselves mm-hmm. and how we react to that. So having someone to bounce those things off and they give you feedback the second level of therapy I always like to talk about is when you do have an issue you know when you are suffering from sadness you know when you are suffering from depression or anxiety Um, and one thing I always talk about you know within the african-american community is that you know we have an attitude or girl you'll be okay you know and you never know like I need to know how to control this attitude 
Oh, I need to know what to do with this attitude because sometimes I don't want to wake up angry and I do. I wake up and I'm so angry and I can't figure it out. Can someone help me with that? Can someone help me recognize what's going on inside of my body, inside of my brain so that I can wake up and say, okay, I recognize that I'm angry, but if I do one, two and three, I will feel a little bit better. You know, if I tell somebody, if I reach out and things of that nature, the other part, the third level is more so of the specialty. Um, And so that specialty is sex therapy. um, And that is something that I really, really enjoy. I always say um, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, Bible Belt, Christian girl, you know, and we was taught that you don't have sex. You know, sex is a very, very bad thing. And then when you got married, it was sex, 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 sex. sex. And it's like, wait a minute, where is the balance here? Hold on, you know. And so having um, someone to be able to talk to and kind of process what am I supposed to feel within my body? You know, what am I supposed to do with this body thing? How do I maintain so many different things that go into sex therapy? But I always say, um, one of my colleagues asked me, do you feel that you have to defend your profession when you first say it? And I do, you know, so many people that I say, Hey, I'm a sex therapist. And they're like, you know, the eyes go up and you know, the little, and I always have to step back and say, but I am a licensed mental health. You know, this is what we do. These are clients that we work with. A lot of people don't know. A lot of my clientele are people that suffer from trauma and that suffer from rape and that suffer from molestation and things of that nature. And so we're teaching them how to have healthy sexual relationships. So that's my spiel. I'll get off my soapbox right now. That is wonderful. That is huge because and it's funny, not funny, but in college, a lot of women, they want to be in a relationship or they want to be intimate, but they have experienced that trauma of rape or molestation. And then if they do meet a really good guy and they, you know, they want to, they want to go to that next level. It gets them into an uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. It kind of it freaked me out because I thought I was doing something bad. But it just shows you how many people actually really need that help and that guidance to understand that it's not, yes, you're going through this problem, but it's a bunch of people that are, and it's okay to get the help. Too long. Can I jump in right here? Sure, absolutely. Even beyond, you know, say middle school, high school, people that have been molested. Let's talk about the children. You know, let's talk about, I um, did some work with some children, you know, that were molested. And you're talking about three and four and five years old. You know, and as parents, you can imagine. Yes, because I'm just thinking right now. Everybody's the rage. What that feels (laughs) like. That would be in me. And so you're like, well, what does that do to a child? You know, because they're going to get older and they're just going to forget about it. No. There are so many statistics that tell us that there are about 60% of Americans that have been touched inappropriately at a very, very young age. So sitting in a room, say, uh, friends. Yeah. Out of 10 people. So if it's 10 people in there. There, probably about three have had something inappropriately done, done to, to them. them. Yeah. And so at that age, at say, let's say six, you know, something happened. By the time they're 10 or 11, they may have forgotten about it a little bit, but, but that their brain has, has not. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and so what's happening, you see a lot of these women that are very promiscuous. You see a lot of women that have a very, not that anything is wrong with a high sex drive, mm-hmm. but they're just like, why can't I stop? Why is it enough? Why am I having sex with seven and eight different people mm-hmm. or men that are, we don't use sex sexual addiction but it's just kind of this compulsivity you know with sex 
something is there. Yeah. You know, and so once again, we're teaching how to have those healthy sexual relationships because someone took the control from them when they were seven, you know, and so we're giving them that control back and doing it in a healthy manner. I like that. I also want to go back to a couple of things you said. One, I wanted to point out, I did like how you were saying that you need someone to talk to Mm -hmm. because that's really all therapy is. You're just talking to someone. You're not sitting down and someone say, okay, now tell me all your problems so I can tell you how to get your life together. That's not how that works. (laughs) I don't have time for that, no. (laughs) And it's kind of like the, from my experience, the therapist helps you deep dive yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of like, okay, well, why am I acting out like this why am i having these thoughts mm-hmm. why do i respond this way when he touches me you know what i'm saying so it makes mm-hmm. you deep dive where you may not be doing it on your own or your girlfriend is not making you do that or your guy friends are not like saying hey but did you ever think like this they're like oh yeah you should you know this and this so that's what there be somebody there to listen to what you're saying empathize with you and then also say well hey did you ever think about it this way or did you ever question why you did this mm-hmm. And then also I wanted to touch on when you were saying Catholic school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I went to Catholic school. Mm. And when you were saying growing up in Charlotte Mm -hmm. and you were taught, you know, you don't have sex, you get married, you can have all the sex. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I thought. Mm -hmm. So I went to Catholic school basically all my life except for high school. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that's. But really my reason for getting married, because then I'm like, I can just be the biggest freak I want to be. So I did have sex you know prior to marriage but it always was like guilt mm-hmm. shame you know mm-hmm. all these things to come because that's what was you know that's embedded in my head mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying don't do this don't do this and i was like i even said like okay of course being young i didn't have an orgasm so i was mm-hmm. like but it'll happen when i'm with my husband because that's how i was supposed to be doing it anyway so mm-hmm. it's like it's okay that i haven't had an orgasm because when i get married all of a sudden, the first time we have sex, it's oh, just going to yes. be like, sparkles and flies, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, even though my husband is the only person really that I've had an orgasm mm-hmm. with, but it was just like, these were like true thoughts because this is what I was taught. Yeah. And so even now, like in our marriage, I'm like, well, why aren't we having sex every day? Yeah. Because that was my expectation. Like once I get married, it's just like, let's just do it all the time. Yeah. But I think like I tell you, you know, I just had this conversation actually yesterday. I told someone, I'm like, I would never send my child to Catholic school. Hmm. After everything I've been through, just the private school process of Catholic school was wonderful. Yeah. The religion part, no, because I feel hmm. like I I was really jacked up. Hmm. <laughs> because you feel judged. Not ju- I just, it, a, a lot of shame hmm. comes with everything sexual. Hmm. So that's why, like, I remember, you know, me telling you, and even in our first, very first episode, how I was just a, a kissing whore, because that was like my limit. Like, I can kiss and kiss and kiss and kiss, and then, you know, I'm still good. But once it goes past kissing, then it's all this shame and everything that comes with that. If I can jump in right there, just to kind of even talk about parenting, you know, and (laughs) what are we teaching our children when it comes to sex? And even if I can ask you a question, you don't have to answer. You know, what did your parents teach you about sex? Don't do it. You know. (laughs) Always make sure you wear it. This is the only advice my father gave me. And he might think he's told me more, but he did. Make sure you wear your Jimmy hats. I I mean, technically, that's actually probably some decent advice for a man or at least a a boy at the time, knowing that he should wrap it up. But that's about it. My mother gave me a ton of advice. Uh, Probably used it more to my advantage than Than, I should have. Okay, okay, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, that's... But you are in the minority with that. You know, because there are so many people that, especially in our generation and our parents, were not talking about sex, you know, and they did a lot of shaming around sex. That Mm -hmm. is nothing you do. That is nasty. You need to wait. No, No. stop. And what happens when you tell a teenager not to do something? I want to do it because I I want to do more. I want to do more and more and more and more. (laughs) And, you know, unless even to back up another level masturbation Mm -hmm. you know i was talking to some ladies last week and we were talking about boys and the age that they start masturbating and it is a natural biological thing that's happening in their body if they can control it they probably would but it's a natural thing that's starting to happen with the wet dreams and things of Mm -hmm. that nature what are we teaching them what are we talking to them about or are we shaming that and see um, not to cut you off Mm -hmm. but I, i already told myself with me having a boy, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it because with shaming comes so much behind yes. that. So yeah. I already know he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm going to teach him is like you want to do that in yes. private. And you that, don't want to do that at school. You don't want to do no, that like in a public place. in the place. bathroom. <laughs> like that, this is home. The, that is the lesson that we tell parents, that we teach our children that this is a private thing. Yeah. This is something that's happening within your body. This mm-hmm. is something that you do in the bathroom, in your room. Don't use all my towels. Thank you. Don't <laughs> use my lotion. That no. dove costs a lot. Yeah. You know, but. Use your socks. Yeah. We, that's what we your daddy used. to teach them those lessons, you know, because if we shame it what's happening is we have a lot of 30 year olds and 25 year olds that's still sneaking around doing and it. it's something mm-hmm. about that essence of you know suspense or oh yeah. sneaky don't the nobody know you right. know the yeah. adrenaline rush they're used to it because it's starting happening at 12 when mom told them not to, to do, do this it. and so i'm going to go in here and i'm going to the bathroom and i'm gonna do it with the playboy magazine it's gonna mm-hmm. take me 30 seconds yeah and that is where this addictive behavior comes from that we see at 27 and 25 and things of that nature and even the point of that because i even know married people right now and their wives do not either like for their husbands to masturbate mm-hmm. or don't think that they masturbate because mm-hmm. like well we have sex okay well but i'm going to let you know your husband still masturbates. oh yeah he, that, <laughs> yeah he beating at me okay yeah. it's oh happening i'm gonna tell you that right Absolutely. now i don't care how much you have sex but, and see and one of the things and i was telling one of my friends you know you're putting these parameters on your marriage you are putting these things on there for me to say well i mean what else is it for me to do to lie to you preach, you know girl, you, it's very punitive mm-hmm. it's very don't do this don't do that okay and so now i have to sneak yeah and so you are creating that type of environment in your marriage that's unhealthy yeah you know go do your thing do you need some lotion you know right. i got some jerkies up <laughs> need, in there i just went to target today oh no too sticky you give them permission Vaseline. and when you give permission what they want to do i don't want to do that i ain't you know yeah. but it's don't create those type of things in your marriage you. you know period okay now Let's go back, I guess, to maybe individual therapy. Okay. I guess to help someone maybe even think about talking to someone. Yeah. What would you, or how would you get them to even process that? Because so many people are so quick to shut it down. Yeah. You don't even think like, hey, maybe, maybe I should. Like even think about it. Let me start here. Okay. It's covered by your insurance. Yeah. Yes. Hello? You know, 
So a lot of people don't realize, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, TRICARE, United, Cigna, Kaiser. Mm -hmm. You have that in your insurance. The same way you go to the doctor when you got strep throat. You know, when you pay your little deductible, your $20 copay. You know, (laughs) you come into our office, we accept your insurance. So a lot of people feel that, you know, it costs too much. I don't. Exactly. That's number one. Mm -hmm. You know, it is covered by your insurance. Now, with that, why? You know, who in their smart little mind came up to say, let's add this into insurance. Let's pay for this. Mm -hmm. Some very smart people said cancer. They said strokes. They said heart attacks. They said physical ailments. You need insurance to cover these things because some things are happening in your body. Right. Mm -hmm. What they then said was depression, anxiety. OCD, stress. We are noticing, and all of these studies are saying, your body is breaking down because of these things. It is a health issue. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to pay for that, for you to go in and to chat with somebody about that. And someone to give you kind of some resources to use to say, hmm, maybe I'm not as stressed today. And so when it comes to what do I do to encourage those people First and foremost, I always tell my clients confidentiality, right? You know, by law, anything that we discuss in this room is strictly between you and I. Mm -hmm. And if I go out of this room and say anything, I can go to jail. Right. And I'm too cute to go to jail. Right. I don't want to go to jail. You're going to be someone's girlfriend. No, I don't want to be the girlfriend. Okay. So I am not going out of that room and saying anything. (laughs) So your secrets, the deep, dirty, down, whatever Mm -hmm. is staying in that room, you know? And so to think that if you can have that type of release with someone, right. And they're not going to judge you and they're just going to say, okay, well, what do you want to do about that? You know, or, eh, well, next week, you know, what would you do differently? Right. You know, it's really, really beneficial. I mean, I just, I encourage everyone to just try it out. Yeah, just because I think even in your insurance, they give you three free sessions. Mm-hmm. That's at work. Even yeah, your, yeah job. Your, your job. Your job. Your job is your EAP. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what is your $15 or $20 to help you yes. be better? Because like our therapist says, it's just a coach. So if you're, you are like, dang, I need to get a trainer to work out mm-hmm. or I need to get some, you know, I need keep to, you accountable. I need to get a coach to help me do this part. You know, I got my basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I got my, okay. So then you need a coach through your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Life coaches are huge. I yeah, mean, absolutely. therapists are huge because. But there's sometimes even usually one in the same. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. we, like you said, we all struggle with certain things and yeah. we all don't know how to handle that situation or those situations yeah. or that feeling. And we internalize it, and mm-hmm. then eventually it turns into something even more. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, you'll have a hurdle, and you just can't figure out how can I I just keep, you know, not being able to get over the right. hurdle. And so maybe sometimes having that different perspective or having that person to talk to, then you'll be like, oh, okay. It's the tools, okay. man. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, you guys, even if you don't have a hurdle, I mean, I challenge everyone that's listening right now, whether or not you in the 
best mood of your life or right. the worst mood of your life. If it is something you have never tried, go try it out. Right. You know, it's like going to an amusement park. It's like going right. to a buffet. Right. It's oh, yeah. like, it's going like, I'm just going to try it out. Yeah. Oh, we just going to go. Oh, it's a new trip I'm yeah, going to take. Because like you I said. I am just going to try it. You know, it is, you know, going to the salon, going to yeah. get a wax, going to get you nothing. Know, like <laughs> yeah. whatever it is that you're like, I'm just going to try it out. I'm just going <laughs> to go. It's one of those things that you should just try out and see how you feel afterwards. Yeah. That's healthy. I mean, we, we do it monthly and we, yeah. it's good. There's yeah. always something you can work on. And I, and I don't think people that. realize that. Because I would say, even when we don't have like an issue or we might be, you know, we still go and we go in there and we get something yeah, from it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to drop this really, really quickly, um, just a quick place that you can go. Uh, Therapy for Black Girls. You know, yes. that is a really, really yes. good website. If you're listening right now, just Google Therapy for Black Girls. If you're mm-hmm. a woman, you know, and they have a listing of therapists in every state, they you do. know, and you can look at the pictures. You can look at the person's website. You can look at what they specialize in. They're really good. Um, and then also psychology today, mm-hmm. you know, Google psychology today, they have some wonderful blogs and articles, but then they also have listings of therapists yeah. in your area, putting your zip code, boom, you're going to get hundreds of therapists that's going to pop up, look at their profiles and say, Hey, I'm just gonna go chat with that person today, tomorrow, whenever. Now still on therapy, what would you say is the most common things or things that people are coming or couples are coming to you for Hmm. that you're seeing. Hmm. (laughs) Common. Of course, communication, you know, of course, communication, of course, just that we cannot get along, (laughs) you know, like, and one of the things that I always decipher from that is I don't like her. You know, I just don't like her. I don't like him. It, uh, when he walk in the door, I'm just like, <laughs> why is he you back? here? You know, you back? <laughs> you know, you know. And so that's one of the things that we start on is that friendship. You know, and so the name of my practice is Intimacy Center of Georgia. Um, And one of the things I believe within intimacy is more than physical, you know, is that emotional intimacy. And a lot of it boils down to the friendship. You know, are you a friend? Is that your homie? Right. You know, and I want you to think about that in the relationships that you're in right now. Is that your homie? Is that somebody you can go kick it with? You know, like, are y'all having a really good time or can you not wait to get away from her? Right. And can you not wait to get away from him and go with your girls or, you know, oh, it's it's tailgate on Sunday. I can't wait to get away from him. You know, like, what does that look like for you? And that's a part of intimacy. You know, so that's one of the biggest issues that I see with a lot of couples, Um, especially couples that have been together even, you know, a year. Couples that's been together 15 years, whether you lost it or whether you never had it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because that is something because I think also too, when going back to what you said, when you putting those parameters on someone that also makes them want to hurry up and go with their real friends. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you're like, well, why are you doing this? Well, why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing it. You too old to be doing that. The first thing they're going to be like. Uh, let me call my. What y'all doing? Right, <laughs> I'm coming over there. Where y'all at? Right, um, this weekend I'm I'm going with you. Good? I'll be back. Yeah, kids good. Right. I'm, All right. I'm See out. you later. Yeah. So I, I just I don't I don't know why. Is that something that's addressed? Why people always try to put limitations on theirs? Yeah, it is. So it's some amazing books out there, guys, and one of them talks about partner mm-hmm. versus parent. 
you know, and a lot of times we have a parent in the relationship and we want to parent the other person. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do, you know, and a lot of that sometimes comes from what we know about marriage or what we think is supposed to look like. So what is Mm -hmm. that? Our expectations. And so sometimes we have these very unrealistic expectations of what this is supposed to look like. When you draw this picture, Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be white house picket fence, two dog, two kids and a dog, you know, that's it. That don't work well for us. You right. know, that, 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 that's not my story. And so you have to create what that looks like for you and your partner, you know, and, and, and what are those expectations? Can your husband go to the strip club? Yes, you know, he can. <laughs> can we talked about that can, too. Can your wife go to to uh, what's the name? Blaze. You know, I just want to know: Are they going there to get the chicken wings? Is that is that, is that Chippendale? Huh? No, I think it's one is Blaze and Syndicator. Um, it's so, no, is that like the guys when they uh, dance? No, no, that's a male. It's, it's for uh, it's female dancers. I we have some friends you could ask about it. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> So, but, but what does that look like? And what's wrong with that? You know, and if that, if that is a problem in your relationship, say that, and that's okay. I am not, I'm I'm not judging that, you know, but once again, kind of step back and think about why does it look like, Mm -hmm. you know, why are you drinking? Why are you this? Why are you staying out? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have those problems though. I think it's no. a lot of it boils down from or comes from insecurities too. Yeah. Or like secure, triggers. Like, or, yeah, um, or triggers. Yeah. Right? Uh, I dated a guy who was having you sex dated with a guy? Oh, I'm just saying in oh, general. Okay. This is I, got, I got confused. <laughs> I got confused there. Me and you both. <laughs> pause. Pause. It's not me in general. This is just scenarios that I've, you know, a woman is dating a guy who always at the strip club. And the reason that she has these insecurities is because. He's messing with the strippers, right? Yeah. So then date you, and then now. So now that's a trigger, go. right? I'm going yeah. to strip club. Oh no, you can't go to strip club because yeah. last guy I dated yeah. was having sex Absolutely. with strippers. But you know, one of the wonderful things I love about men, and really, really, I call them man mans. Mm-hmm. You know, they make sure that home is taken care of. And what does that mean? They make sure that their wife feels so secure. You know, mm-hmm. just within everything that even when I go to a strip club, it's like. I'm good. I'll be right back. You know, like, or I'm telling my wife how beautiful she is all day. I'm, you know, I am making love to her mind. I'm emotionally connected with her all day long. And so when I walk in here, it's not a big deal, you know? And even when we not see the women, I'm like, Oh, that's entertainment. That's cool. Oh yeah. She got a fat ass. Like, Mm -hmm. but I am not going home and I want to lust after her or have sex with her and you know, things of that nature. So they are really, really, taking care of the emotional stability of that woman. So she feels secure that he can go out there and do that. And And it doesn't bother me, you know? And so too long to kind of piggyback off of you, you know, it is an insecurity, but how do we fix that insecurity? How does that guy fix that insecurity within that woman? You know, what does he do? Sorry, I, I just want to pause you just right there. Okay. Cause I didn't want that to go anywhere. Cause I need for men Mm-hmm. to get this how do we fix that insecurity in her yeah because right now mm. he probably is going to listen to this i have a co-worker mm-hmm. that he says his wife is insecure mm-hmm. 
he doesn't feel that's his job mm-hmm. to take care of that. Bullshit. Even though he's messed up in the past, mm. he just—it's kind of like he felt like she was born into insecurity. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> you it's know, you. she's so insecure. She, but but I'm like, what are you doing to make her feel secure again? Because if you're not doing anything, then she's going to continue to be insecure. And then if you, on top of that, continue to do stuff to make me question, then that makes the insecurity even more bigger. Well, Ralph, I'm going to disagree with you halfway. So I'm going to give my guys, because I know we're going to have some guys and be like, no, that's her (laughs) shit. You know, she needs to fix that. You know, so I'm going to give them a point. But then I'm also going to give you a point on there as well. Because let's be clear. We do have some women. So once again, some of those people that, you know, possibly want to come to therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, that have been dealing with, you know, um, their own anxieties and their own insecurities Mm -hmm. from childbirth, you know, and just trauma that they experienced very early on and they have attachment issues and they don't feel like no one is going to love them and you're going to cheat and you're going to do this because that guy could be perfect. Right. You know, he could be doing everything well. He could be telling her everything and she still has that insecurities. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to give that point to them. Mm -hmm. However, that other point goes back to I hate to say it but you know what is the role of the man you know what is his role his role is to protect you know and in protection and provide what is he providing a lot of times we get caught up on just that financial Financial. yes you know thank you Jesus for the financial McNair Hall right but (laughs) you know but the other piece of the providing is the emotional providing emotional stability to her Mm -hmm. how do I provide emotional stability to her when she just had a baby you know and she done gained 100 pounds (laughs) and you telling her she is the best thing since sliced bread and you know all of that that's going into how do you provide emotional stability to her when she is just down and she feels like crap and you're Mm -hmm. like you the shit, you know, and you kicking ass and I see you and I appreciate you. How do you provide emotional stability to her Mm -hmm. when you know she's had a horrible day at work and her coworkers are getting on her nerves and you pull up in there with some flowers (laughs) and Chick-fil-A and you know, whatever you are giving her that emotional stability Every single day. It doesn't happen when you just want to be, you know, right. when, you, when you day three and you need some, <laughs> right. you know, but it is happening every day. You are, you are feeding her. You know, we, I was, um, we read a book, his needs, her needs. It was mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, and it's talking about the emotional love bank. So thinking about going to put money into your bank, you're depositing, yes. you know, you're depositing, you want to withdraw, you know, oh, you want to withdraw. Yeah. Right. I always say nine to nine 30, what you do in your bedroom is your business you right. know what i'm saying but <laughs> you don't want to withdraw from 9 to 9 30 but are you depositing mm-hmm. you know and so those little things that you're doing to feed her mm-hmm. emotional stability you are depositing into her mm-hmm. so when you want to go hang out with the boys mm-hmm. she know you ain't tripping because oh i know he coming home oh i know yeah. he <laughs> home. you know like you have given her that security yeah you know and 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 i think the couples that make it i think the husbands that's just chilling and you're like dang how is he living like that mm-hmm. because he has deposited into her so much that she has so much just kind of what's the word um faith in him yeah you know that he can i mean he ain't getting nothing out of that you know i can give you an example too so like prior to my current marriage uh going to the strip club was fantasizing about strippers like yeah. 
man, I would love to take her home with me. You know, we can see what happens. Now I go to the strip club and I'm like, hmm, can't wait to get home. Yeah. Because I'm going to see if she can do this trick I just yeah, saw off this yeah, pole. Absolutely. Yeah, most of the time he's texting me from there. Oh, yeah. yeah texting, absolutely. hey, yeah. don't What'd go you to do? bed. <laughs> you better take some no-dos and drink some coffee. Absolutely. Right. But that's a relationship. Right. That's intimacy. Because let's think about what is, you know, the strip club. What is yeah. porn? Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's a form of entertainment Absolutely. and it's entertainment that excites you, Yeah, you know? And so in that excitement, but I am focusing that back on my partner. Right. I can't wait to get back to my partner mm-hmm. and have a moment with them right. from this, this entertainment. Yes. It's funny you say that because so many people view porn as a bad thing. Okay. Um, a lot of people. Okay. They're like, oh, porn is bad. It's toxic. It's okay. It puts you in an addictive mindset, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, if you have an addictive mindset, I don't, anything is going to be addictive for you. Absolutely. Porn, drugs, any of the sort. Candy. Candy. Oh, yeah. I I do have a candy addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um, where was I going with We're talking about porn and it being bad. Right, being bad. So the way that you put a spin on it as far as it being entertainment and then I can take that and kind of put it towards the deposits that I'm making in my marriage. Yeah. It's huge. I've never heard anybody speak to it. Well, well, as a sex therapist, I see two sides of it. Um, I have people that are addicted to porn, you know, and let's really define addiction because I want us to use correct language here. Yes. Addiction is when I can't go to work, you know, without watching this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sitting at my desk and I am thinking about like, no, not thinking about I am masturbating at my desk or I have to take a lunch break and I have to go outside to my car and pull up Pornhub and masturbate inside of my car. Um, I have to do it inside of the bathrooms. Um, I have, I hate to say it, but children that sit in class and they call oh, it yeah. pocket masturbation. Yeah. And, you know, they stick in their pocket and things like that. So those things become addictive. Well, I have to, to watch it. this. I have yeah. to see it. I have to participate right. in that. That's addiction. So let me clear your little pretty hearts out there. Yeah. You know, for those <laughs> that think I'm addicted to porn, I got to watch this. Do you fall into that? You know, <laughs> many don't. You know, sure. if you're not falling into that, I would not call you addicted. Now, do you have a compulsive behavior? You know, do you want to watch it all the time? Of course. But it goes back to someone told me this was bad and Mm -hmm. someone told me this is nasty and I'm not supposed to do that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do do it it all the time. Yeah. I I want to do it more and more. Um, But can it on the flip side, can it be beneficial to your marriage? Absolutely. You know, we have so many couples that can't perform sexually, you know, or that can't get in the mood. Um, so could this be because Helpful, that's, yeah. yes, this is an aid to it's help us. It is a tool to help us get in aroused those moments, get, yeah. to get aroused in those moments. So if we're wow. using it, once again, guys, we have to use things in a healthy manner. Yeah. And if we're using it in a healthy manner, could it be beneficial to our relationship? Absolutely. One of the things I was talking um, with some of my girlfriends about uh last week is taking the initiative to have sex with your husband or Mm -hmm. your partner a lot of times the initiative comes from the husband Mm -hmm. you know so what is a way that you can take the initiative put on some porn you know he's downstairs watching the game you get something going on in the room and you say hey babe come in here for a minute and he walks in it's like oh shit you know like (laughs) you know is he is he prepared for that no no oh i would be like hey 
Oh, I forgot about the game. Off, <laughs> you know what? Forget that game. Yeah, the game is <laughs> done for me. But that is so once again how that can be an aid. Yeah. You know, a lot of times where you're looking at it as such a punitive and negative thing, mm-hmm. but how can you make it a positive thing in your relationship if it can be beneficial? Once again, it's not for everybody. Right. right. It is right. not for everybody. You know, you have those couples out there where he is not attracted to you, but he's attracted to the women in the um, in the porn. So is that appropriate for you? Probably not. You yeah. know, or even for her. She is not attracted to you, but she's attracted to, to whoever's yeah. there. Or she's fantasizing yeah. about those people there. Is that appropriate for you in your relationship? No, but what is good for you? If it is, don't have this negative connotation from the Catholic school and from the girl right. from Charlotte, right. you know, in the Baptist church. That's right. bad, bad, yeah. bad, yes. bad, bad. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Um, you're just driving all the gems. All the gems. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, all the jokes are being dropped today. Yeah. Y'all are silly. We're going to pub the shit out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Listen. You need to listen Immediately. To you know, and even if I can just if we sit right here for a second, we're talking about things that can be beneficial in the marriage. Sex toys. You know, uh, yes, uh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yes. Sex toys. <laughs> Some people, you know, and it really a lot of times comes from the male persuasive, you know, more of, uh-uh, don't bring that in this room. Uh-uh, yeah. I got the thing. It's I don't the need ego. No, yeah. It is the an ego. ego. Yeah. It, it, it is an ego. But one of the things I always say, you know, so once again, thinking about guys and little boys, and we've all, boys have always thinking about sex. They're always ready. You know, they, it doesn't take long for a guy to get an erection. Mm-hmm. How long? What, what would you say how long it takes for a guy to get an erection? Seconds. 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 As long as the testosterone is there, it's going to happen. 30 seconds. You know, 30 seconds it can take for a guy to get an erection. How long does it take for a woman to (laughs) naturally start to lubricate? Without any oral sex, you know, without any lubrication, maybe just some fingering, kissing, foreplay. How long does it take for her? I would say a good... The average woman... Takes twelve to fourteen minutes. I was saying, but I was, I was still going to be short because I was yeah. going to say five to ten. But I was so short. Twelve to yeah. fourteen minutes without oral sex, without any lubrication, it takes her twelve to fourteen minutes to naturally start to lubricate. And they're already and so, by then they're already trying to stick it in. Yeah. And so yeah. we're wondering why we don't want to have sex. Why I'm like, eh, not tonight, you know, like because it takes me. It's a, it's a job. Yeah. yeah for to us yeah. to get there to warm that up. point, you know, yeah. it's like I really don't want to go work out today. Like I just mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that, you know, because that's what it feels like. You're already thinking about the clothes that's in the corner you got to make the baby lunch you got to go to work tomorrow you forgot to put the dinner up it's still out on the countertop all these things are running through your head oh and shit i supposed to be focusing on having sex yes let me get back there you know it's really really hard Mm -hmm. you know and so if there are some aids that you can use in the bedroom to help you minimize that time right we completely promote it lubrication you know is really huge and another one a lot of people know don't know about is arousal gels so there's a certain thing called arousal gels that minimizes that time that actually make you horny, you know? So it is just a gel that you place on the clitoris mm-hmm. and everything just starts to tingle and feel good. And it's like, Oh, and that once again is something that can help you See? initiate sex with your yeah, partner. You're already tingling. You're like, I'm um, Hey, 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 I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready. You know, it minimizes that 12 to probably three or four, you know? Oh, and yeah. so it is like, let's go. The microwave. Let's do this. Yeah. It is the microwave, the microwave, you know, but what's wrong with that? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, what is wrong with that? And we need these tools, y'all. I think guys got to get out of their own way. That ego will eat you alive. Like, Mm -hmm. look, man, if your wife want to bring a toy into the room, self. But, But, oh, sorry. I was going to say, but what type of toys? And so you can't bring Big Bandigo in here. No, no, no. Like, no. Don't show him with a third leg. Yeah, no, 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 no. But there are things, they have couples' toys. You know, so they have toys that you, like a little bunny that you can Mm -hmm. put on the clitoris and something that he could put on the penis, wrap around the penis so he feels vibration. Very, very small that you both are feeling some type of pleasure from. Right. And I was saying that a lot of people, they don't even want to go into the sex store with yep. their spouse. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, and and just think of, that's a date night, y'all. Yeah. That is a date night. You know, that is intimacy. You know, I always say, we sit down and we talk about finances. We talk about, you know, these budget. Mm-hmm. We talk about these kids. We look in that damn podcast and blogs. But what are you doing to feed your intimacy? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to feed your sexual relationship? Yeah. If we look at the divorce rate, it's finances and sex. Yeah. And dishes. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Chores is, is top three, right? That's responsibility. Top three. Yeah. Responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. And so what are we doing to feed that? What are we doing to get better at it? Yeah. You know, and a lot and I and I hate to be biased, but a lot of it comes from the women. You know, this well, is the this area, <laughs> you know, but for women, the minority But it the is majority, the majority, yeah. Majority of women, you know, that is the one area they're like, eh, I don't I don't feel, because we're mommies and yeah. we're tired. And, and we are and we I don't want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what can we do? You know, what are those things? So once again, to go back to your question, what is the purpose of therapy? What is the purpose of sex therapy? These are the things that we talk about in sex therapy you know this is that people beyond someone that might not be looking for a sex therapist if they're just looking for a marriage and family therapist Mm -hmm. and they come in and we're gonna ask like i mean how many times times a week are you having sex you know like how many times a month are you when was the last time you had sex and some people may say three months four months i am sure there are people on this podcast that will raise their hand and say that's me yeah absolutely that is me i have not had sex with my husband right with my partner in three or four months Mm -hmm. and if that is you you're not bad, you know, you're not horrible, but that's that one piece where you say, hey, I need to work on that. It's that self-awareness. Like, it's oh, self-awareness. wait, hey, I need to make sure that I'm consistent. Yes, because when we look at the statistics of needs and love languages and all that kind of stuff, a guy's need is physical touch. You know, a, a big, big majority of guys, majority it's physical touch. They need that touch. They need that intimacy. They need sex, mm-hmm. you know? And so whether it's penetration, you know, oral stimulation, you know, foreplay, they need that touch. I agree. You oh, I'm not disagreeing. No, that's I, just not I, my I, number one love language. No, that's not. It, it but it is definitely a, a requirement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. What you, you need the sloppy toppy? That's what you said last Hello? episode? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. If you don't do that, then there's nothing to talk about. Well, I think I'm going to exit that. <laughs> 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 so what would you say for, uh, since we are on the sex therapy, God, it's, it's just so much shame comes with both. Yeah. yeah. So much shame comes with, if someone says, oh, I'm going to therapy. Well, what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? 
Yeah. And then God forbid you say, I'm going to sex therapy. What's wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's really wrong with you? Are you a sex addict? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the first thing someone. It's either you're an addict or you're not having sex. There's no in between for anybody else. And I'm like, there's a lot of in between. Yeah. But just how can I get better? Right. Can you give me some. just some suggestions of some things that we can do to just get better, to enjoy it a little bit more to, yeah. you know, there's so many women that have not had an orgasm, this you is know, true. you know, and so how do I do that? What, what is mm-hmm. this G spot thing? These people are talking about, like, where the hell is that? You know, you know, so just some conversation around that. And let me be clear. We are not in my office talking. We're not holding hands. We are not right. undressing. <laughs> I don't have candles lit. Right. I don't even bring you freaking Febreze in there. I don't even want y'all to think I'm in any kind of mood. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is a couch and a lamp. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but we do give assignments for you to go home and, hey, I want you to try this. Okay. You know, and we have so many books out there, y'all. So we may print something out of a book with a position or um, just some tips and mm-hmm. things like that. Try this. I want you to go home. And then when you come back, we're going to talk about it. Um, so that might be it. We And, and a lot of it, once again, uh, focuses around communication. You know, so being able to communicate with your partner right. in the bedroom what I like, what I don't, and not what I don't like. But mm-hmm. uh, try this like that. Oh, this feels different now, you know. So really trying to get to that place where we feel intimate enough where we could say those things even in the bedroom. Okay. Now, I also um, want to touch on going back this to maybe like personal therapy or mm-hmm. even couples therapy. Just to maybe push the envelope even further that just because you've gone to one therapist and mm-hmm. it may not be a fit for you. Yeah. That doesn't mean you stop. Yeah. You just go to where yeah. that shoe fits. Yeah. I tell my clients all the time. I tell them in the beginning, listen, I get fired a lot. You know, I, people fire me all the time. You can fire me yeah. if you want to. Like I, I, I may fire you. Okay. Because, <laughs> be, but being honest and I have and ethically, we have to refer, you know, we have to refer people out, but I have told clients, I don't think I'm doing the best by you. I don't think that I am beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think, shit, I don't think we vibing. You know, that that's in essence what right. it kind of boils right, right, right. down to. We right. vibing, you know, and I'm not helping you. And I don't want it to be that where you're just not going to try anybody else and you're not going to come back. Let me refer to you to somebody else that I think will fit your personality okay. or someone else that may do a different type of therapy than I do. Um, but please don't stop. Find the person that, fits you okay. you know because it's so it's so beneficial it's not one shoe fits all right you, know, you exactly. have to find that person that fits you okay so my so what would you say to the person who is i guess you would say uh always they're very expressive okay they i guess you would say saying that they're unhappy or okay. they're just not happy with certain situations in their life mm-hmm Okay, but they know they may have some issues with depression or they may have some issues with stress. Mm -hmm. They may have some issues with compulsion and know that they need to go to therapy. But it's kind of like I'm getting what I need from the attention of telling someone (laughs) (laughs) that I have all of these things going wrong with me and I'm screaming out for help, but I'm not actually going to get the help. Hmm. I am... 
give me one second. Sure, sure, take your time. Um, oh my gosh, it was such a good quote I read once before, and it talked about some people are addicted to the feeling of being down or being depressed. Yes. And first and foremost, I will say to that person that even acknowledges that I know I'm a handful. Mm -hmm. I know I'm struggling with some stuff. I know, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm crap right now. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. Yeah. You know, that is the first step. That's what we're doing in therapy is identifying what are those things and what is going on mm -hmm. right now in those moments. Um, the second part of that, though, um, is having to come out of that, you know, because with any addiction, mm -hmm. you have to come out of it because, you know, it's not healthy. Everything needs to be in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we laugh and I'll, I'll even be transparent because my daddy is old and he'll never listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, my dad was one of 14 kids. My God. Right. So this back in the day, y'all 14, y'all. This is a normal, normal thing. On a pop. 14 children. And with it, I almost don't even want to tell this story because I don't want my people to hear. But um, one of the, so you know, as a therapist, we walk around and we diagnose people every day. Yeah. Yep. So I, I have diagnosed everybody, every single person in my family. Um, but one of the things that I have diagnosed um, my dad with is think about 14 kids in the house. And you're not talking about a huge house. You're talking about a three bedroom, yeah. two, maybe two bath house Ooh. with 14 children. When did they get individual attention? Mm. When they were sick. Yeah. Right. When I am sick, that's when I get to get in so my and daddy's bed and you know yes. they love me and mm -hmm. I get that extra attention. And that natural peace, think about it when you're down and low. Oh my gosh, yeah. what do you need? Let me cater I'm so to you. Sorry. Let Come me help. yeah. You know, it is a natural mm -hmm. you guys, we want attention. We want feelings. We want attachment. And for some reason, we feel that the only way is to get that is to be at this low point. Yeah. You know, and, and just being who we are, that's what we do. But we have to start giving people attention. You know, I always try to give BJ, I always say, you know, just good attention. I'm not yeah. going to give you the negative attention when mm -hmm. you're doing these bad things. I'm not going to give you attention for that. But I'm going to give you attention and love when you're doing amazing things. He came right. home today, great week at school. It was like, you rock. You know, like really yeah. pumping him up for that. How do you pump your partner up mm -hmm. when they have been great to you? You know, or are you only giving them attention after y'all been pissed off at each other and arguing right. and fighting? Yeah. You know, but so I, I go back to say that to that person, you know, or to say that even as a friend or as a support um, person for that person, mm -hmm. we, you know, we strive off of that negative attention, but start giving them that positive attention, only talk positive things to them, mm -hmm. you know, only say, you know, like, but your shirt banging though, or your right. hair looks really <laughs> yeah. good today. Like, Oh, but I don't feel good. But you hear, yeah, man, I'm so glad to see you today. Like totally alley-ooping and going the complete opposite, opposite way. way. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to go down that hole with you. Right. Mm. I know a few negative people. Yeah. I want to say you do that now and, but we won't go there. Yeah, but you. But he does, He actually um, did that because our counselor told us the mm -hmm. same thing, mm. and he started doing that. Wow. Yeah. Started so, doing what? Going the opposite way when oh, it's yeah, like complaining and complaining. Like, mm -hmm. well, well, yeah, because I'm. You know, no, that's not, you don't have to go. I'm there. not trying to throw anybody under the bus, <laughs> but growing up or you know just mm -hmm. through life, I have been around negativity. Yeah. I've heard. I have somebody in my life who 
tends to always want to focus on yeah. the bad. Yeah. And uh, I realized that I was, we were feeding into it. And then it was like, you know what? If I just start calling them out on it and then speaking more positivity into Absolutely. them, mm-hmm. how would they feel? <laughs> mm-hmm. They view me as a different person now or a person that is, oh, they don't like me or the, the person that I am now because I'm speaking more positivity into life. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't got time to speak bad yeah. about shit because life is short as it yeah. is. So I'll be, I will be so regretful if I look back on my life and everything that I thought about was negative. Yeah. How, how when you I were blessed a, with so much. Right. I lived a, yeah. an amazing life. So yeah. if I look back and I have regrets, it's only my fault. Yeah. yeah. But to, to throw that back in there, how do we do that with our partner? You know, because I always say it is a thin, look at that, y'all, thin line between love and hate. On one side yeah. is love, but on the other side is hate. And it's so close. And with our partner, we can jump back and forth like, Ugh, mm-hmm. they are that person that can make you oh, go it's all the triggers. crazy, you know. But are we going to focus on that? Or are we going to focus on just, man, the amazing things that they're doing and how awesome they are yeah. and how they love us and how they support us and how whole we feel when we're with them? You know, we don't speak enough positive things about one another on a daily basis. On a daily basis, yeah. I on agree. a daily basis, you know, we have to start doing that in our relationships. Just, you know, like, man, thank you for holding me down last night. Thank you for getting the kids, man. Thank you for working so hard. Dog, you just got back in town, man. I appreciate you so much. You know, those things we have to give those mm-hmm. compliments because you don't know how far they go. I think yeah. it's bigger than just a relationship. I think that's community too. Absolutely. As black people, we tend to, talk down on people yeah more than bring them up yeah um and i that's a huge yeah. that's a big problem yeah absolutely that. one of the things this is completely off from relationships but i had a um one of my therapists gave it to me um so spreading love and and it was a um a goal of mine once a month i my thing was starbucks i had to buy somebody behind me yes uh, the nice. breakfast i like or that the, yeah the whatever it was like i got it behind them because somebody did it for me one day and when i tell y'all i was so pissy set this your, morning and set your whole day it was like <laughs> Right, (laughs) you know and you never know how that can affect someone and i'm telling you guys within my job i see so many people that are severely suffering from depression and suicide yeah you know and you never know what someone is going through and you're just walking through target and you're like girl that's a bad i like that jacket you got on that's so nice i make it a point when i see especially a black woman if i i don't care her hair could be purple but if that thing is on i'd be like girl you're doing that with that hair i compliment people i'll go out my way you don't know what that's going to do for them that day in that moment so i challenge you guys what can you do once a week yeah once a week how can you improve somebody else like what can you say what can you do what can you like what is that action that you can take to say you know i'm I'm going to make this person feel better about themselves let me let me just piggyback on what you said how your uh girlfriend challenged you because somebody you know Mm -hmm. did it for you there is a security guard at my job Uh when i tell you he sends me home skipping oh Every he he sits at a, a at a certain out outing point. Yeah. So anytime I go out this way yeah. and I see him, like I get I get yes. ready <laughs> to go <laughs> to go through yeah. like the revolving door. I get yeah. ready because yes. I already know what he's gonna yes. tell me. Yes. So I get there and I go. Then I was like, okay, good night. He says, 
Good night. Enjoy your blessings. Oh. I said, thank you. I yes. will. You too. Melissa's <laughs> like, yes, I sure will. Oh man. And I don't want to put me and my husband's drinking thing out there, but listen, <laughs> so we have this, this sounds really horrible, but we have this liquor store that we go to across the street, y'all. And this guy is like, when you walk in, how you doing, sister? You're looking so good. <laughs> you be so brother, happy to see bro- But he talks to the guy's brother. How you doing? Blessings. Blessings. <laughs> so we have this joke now. My husband be like baby it's a blessing in there like, yeah. you know and he makes you feel so yes. good you know yes. but at a, at a, too long just to piggyback what off you said we don't compliment each other we don't, we don't we what don't. is it we about don't. you know what is it you know and one of the things that i learned from my upbringing Anybody that's familiar with Charlotte, I grew up on Betas Four Road. Yes, God. You know, yes. Yes, you yes, know. you. Okay. <laughs> Betas Four Road, very, very rough neighborhood. And being nice was a sign of weakness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think as a culture, when we are nice to someone, that's a sign of weakness. Why mm-hmm. are you saying hey to me? Like, you know, and it is, we have to come out of that. Right. Y'all. We yeah. have to just make somebody's day. You know, I got a shirt and I love it. And it says mean people suck. And if I can, if I can <laughs> yeah. wear that shirt every day, I wear it anytime in an airport and everybody's like, yes. And I'll be like, what you talking about? And I looked at, because mean people suck. They do. You know, and, and we teach our children that don't be me. Like be nice, be personal. Everyone can think right now to that one person that at school that was just always so nice and so bubbly and just, mm-hmm. oh, she was so be that person. And it's never too late to start to be that person. I grew up in a very rough neighborhood mm-hmm. and having to protect myself. And, you know, and I want it to be different, you know, and I don't want to be that person that's nasty. And so I had to go, even in my marriage, I had to do some rechanging and reframing my mind around attitudes and, you know, snapping, yeah. and, you know, things of that nature. I'm not going to be her. I am not going to be her. I am going to be sweet. I'm going to be caring. I'm going to be endearing. I'm going to be, and I mean, I start telling myself those things mm-hmm. every single day because I'm not going to be the little ghetto girl popping her neck and rolling yeah. her eyes. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, I'm not going to be her. I am going to love my husband. I'm going to love my children. I'm going to love my family. I'm going to love my friends, you know, mm-hmm. because life is short. We know that. And when that person is gone, what you going to say about me? You know, you're going to say, oh, right. man, Stephanie held us down. Right. She, you know. Or who's going to show up? Who's going to show up? Who's going to be there? What they going to say? Yeah. You know, and just everything I try to just give people the benefit of the doubt and try to find the positive. If someone is coming negative, turn your head. I'm not going there. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. But yeah, but even to pull it all back in your relationships. I am a just advocate for healthy relationships and being vulnerable with your partner and sometimes taking the short end of the stick and not going to every fight you're invited to, right. you know, and just, I'm not going to do that. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. My, my husband, you say that all the time, give me the benefit of the doubt. That's mm-hmm. not what I, when I said that, I wasn't thinking what you was thinking. Of right. The way, you know, right. and give it, you know what? He didn't mean it in the text. The way Interpreted it came through. Yeah. You know, so interpreting it differently, giving them that grace. Be different, y'all, because it's not going to last if you're not. Yeah. It's not. Statistics are showing us this divorce rate. We are not staying together. It's not going to last. Yeah, and I think that is because of the negativity. I mean, there's a lot of things that are 
destroying marriages. One, people don't want to get help. Yeah. Two, social media. Everybody wants mm. to live a different life. Mm. And if they feel like their partner isn't providing in that life for them, yeah. then they're going to leave them to think that they can get it mm. from somebody the else. When half this shit on social media is fake anyway. Mm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Even our life. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, I did have a question. So as a yeah. therapist, do you have any male clients? Yes, I do. I actually have a lot of male clients. Really? <laughs> and I didn't say this from the beginning, but I work um, a lot with LGBTQ. You know, so I'm a huge advocate uh, okay. for that population. Um, so a lot of transgender. Actually, where um, I just moved from in Destin, I was known as the trans counselor um, because you had to go see a therapist before you could start. Yeah, you your can. Transition yeah. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. And unfortunately, in my community there, no one else was seeing trans clients. So by choice uh, or. Mm hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, as a therapist, you can say, oh, I don't know. I don't know a lot that about the population, you know, but uh, I have my own bias about that and thought, but I'm not going to say Maybe it out there. Maybe it's because they're people? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. You know, when it, 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 yeah, you know, just I, I look at that as a form of discrimination. Yeah. You know, there was a point in time where people didn't want to see African Americans or right. women. You know, so how can we say, I'm not going to see them because I don't know nothing about them. Uh, well, then how once would, again, how, how I, would you I, open your mind and learn? Once again, once again, I'm not going to, we're not going to open that door up because I'm going to have a lot of yeah. my <laughs> colleagues calling me like, uh-uh. you know, so right. I'm not going to open that door. Um, but so yes, to answer your question, um, I do see a lot of male clients. I do see a lot of couples um, and I see a lot of um, trans um, and LGBTQ. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, you never... Not saying therapists don't see, you know, the LGBT community, yeah. but yeah, that's different. Yeah, I'm an yeah. advocate. I, I like mm-hmm. to think of myself as an ally, as an advocate for that community. Um, my supervisor once asked me, like, "Why? Like, you from the South? You married? You got kids? Like, They're why? people." You know? And it, but 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 thinking like, why did I focus on that? Like, I focused on that population and working with them mm-hmm. and learning about them. And I said, I know what it feels like to be discriminated against. I know what it feels like to be looked at as odd or different mm-hmm. or you don't fit here. Mm-hmm. You don't belong. Yeah. Um, and I didn't recognize that until, you know, processing with the, you know, therapists and things that that was one of my reasons of working with this community. And I think they're amazing people. I think they are such amazing people. And I always say what they do in their bedroom from nine, nine 30, ain't none of my business, Thank but it doesn't God. change their character right. and right. who they are and their job during the day and what they're yeah. doing for their community. They're just like me and you. Like how you said mean people suck. And yes, I don't know where I got this from when I was little, mm-hmm. but it, like, I didn't really care about what a person was. Yeah. It was who you were, who you how were. you treat me, yep. how you treat me. Absolutely. Cause if you were mean to me, then I don't like you. Right. That's my whole, even as an adult, I don't care if you are half dragon, half person, <laughs> you know what I'm half saying? Dragon. If you are fun, if you yeah. are positive yeah. and we can have a good time together and we can just, then let's go half dragon. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you're mean and nasty and you negative, you bring mm-hmm. down my spirit. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, I always tell people before like, okay, we're going to be friends. I just need you to know. That 95% of the time, I like to be happy. Yeah. I allocate 5% to crying, being sad. We don't go over that 5%, okay? So if you can't (laughs) contribute to that, if you want to be negative 95% of the time, then we don't mesh. That's not how my life goes. So if you're going to be mean, it just... 
you you bring it down my whole spirit. Yeah, okay, absolutely. so absolutely. yeah. So this is probably my final question. Okay. How did you know that this was your passion or your purpose? Because this is more purpose than it is yeah, passion it in is. my eyes. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, man, I had so many people speaking into my life. You know, my husband being number one, um, just really, really speaking into my life and what I wanted to do. Um, my sister was a social worker. Um, and I always say this is a whole nother podcast, but, um, <laughs> what we're, how we help our children when they go to college and picking their majors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and does anybody help you pick your major or you just go and say, this is what I'm gonna do, you know? Um, and so that was my story. I just, this is what I'm gonna do. Shoot. I don't know social, you know, social work. And so I, um, got my bachelor's in social work and did some social work and counseling and things of that nature. And I'll even tell you guys this. I actually started off um, with passion parties. So oh, selling yeah. toys. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yes. So selling toys. Sex um, toys for sex anybody toys. who doesn't know. Sex what a toys, party. y'all. And honestly, that's what made me go get my master's. Because I was selling these sex toys. It was just something fun to do. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had just had BJ. We were kind of moving all over. Um and I was like, I think I really want to do this. It's like good money. Um, and I was really, I just got into it for the money, right? Um, and then as I started selling, we had to, so you do these presentations of all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then your host, you tell them I need a room to be separate when I'm doing the order. So nobody orders in public. Exactly. And yeah, these women would come in this back room oh, and tell and it all when they would talk. You know, and they thought I was like the best professional. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, I'm shoot, just I just started yesterday. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but they would talk about not having orgasms and not being intimate with their partners and don't know what this feels like and what. And I just started doing more and more research. And I wow. said, I think I want to kind of do something with this. What else can I do? Because I knew my husband laughs all the time. And this is our joke. He, at first, he didn't want me to do it. He was like, I don't want my wife being the nasty lady. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? And so it was like, okay, so what other professional avenue can I do? And, yeah. it, and it, went into, it went into counseling, you know, into therapy. And I started that. And then just kind of, I did still at that point, you know, didn't know sex therapy. And just dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And once again, going back to the beginning, having to, you know, talk about what sex therapy really was. You know, is it this what you think it is? You know, what do you right now? What are you thinking sex therapy is versus what it really Really is? is. Yeah. And once I really dove into what it really was and the people I can truly help, that was it. You know, and it has just kind of taken off. And I love what I am able to do. I love the lives that I'm able to just connect with, Mm -hmm. you know, the energy and the souls that I am able to encounter. Um, Some beautiful people out there, some really, really beautiful people out there that saying, hey, Stephanie, I want to be big enough to say, I want some help with this. Come talk to me about this. So I love it. Well, I don't have anything. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to talk about. This, this has been so dope. It's been a you good. guys are just dope, period. <laughs> I mean, to even come up with something like this every week. Man, I tell you, yeah. your discipline, man. I would be in the bed somewhere like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do I'm to sleep. You guys are dope. And thank you so much for doing this. I wish you so much success thank with this. Thank you. Because Ditto. We need people you too. 
Because thank you. These gems. Yeah. It's a ton of you. them. Thank you. And if I can just share, please follow me on IG yeah. oh, Intimacy Center G A. Say that again, um, please. Intimacy Center G A. Intimacy Center G A. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, website intimacy intimacy Um, all of my information is up there. I would love to just chat with you. Um, I would love to meet you if you are here in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to say hey stuff i ain't really got no big problems but i just want to come in you know chat my insurance gonna pay for it let me come (laughs) so uh, come say hey you know, definitely come say hey. Let's get some appointments. If you're anywhere else across the I'm country, I'm about to say, what about Skype you know, or phone? We do. I am licensed in both Florida and Georgia, so okay. I can see clients um, Skype that way. Um, but if not, um, let me connect you with somebody else. Okay. You know, I have a lot of colleagues all over the country. Um, let me connect you with someone in your state um, to kind of get you someone to chat with. It's so important. Okay, and do you have anything else for us? Yes, um, one of the things that we always talk about um, is just what can, what are one of those things that we can do with our partners? I wanted to talk about a great opportunity that I have partnered with Next Level. So all of our Aggies know about Next Level. They have an amazing travel group, and we are doing a married couples only trip next year, next June. Um, and this is going to be to Jamaica. So this is an amazing time for you to drop the kids off. <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Just connect with your partner. The energy, just the spirit, the fun, um, getting away, doing mm-hmm. something just fun with everybody. With and that other, does help being yes, with other married couples. Absolutely. Like-minded people mm-hmm. like you. Um, so you guys look out for some information about that, but you also can go to their website called the Love on Top, y'all. So yes, Beyonce. <laughs> um, love on Top dot Next Level Travel dot com. So can you spell that top, out for them? Yep, L O V E on O N T O P. Next Level is N X L E V E L Travel dot com. Love on Top Next Level Travel dot com, or just look up Next Level Travel mm-hmm. and then look up the uh, couples trip. But that's going to be a really, really fun one. Yeah. If you guys fo- follow Next Level, you know all the crazy trips that they're doing. <laughs> but this one, we want to focus on couples. We want to focus on married people. I always tell my friends, listen, we turn up at Jiho, we right. drinking together, we doing all these things. But what are we doing to foster each other's marriages? What are we doing to support one another? Yeah. So feed this is one each other. feed into one each other and just just hang out you know it's not gonna be nothing serious or deep just having an amazing time so if you're interested go to that website i really think you guys will like this this would be fun this would be fun because you know my husband likes to travel so yes jamaica probably 98 percent that we'll probably be there we will be (laughs) there i would love to meet you guys there check out that website look up next level travel jamaica june 27th next year we'll see you there Thank you. Um, do you have anything, though? No. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. <laughs> Let me tell you what these Aggies producing out here. In the I'm building. out. Okay. In the building. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> so, until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow. <laughs>